0: kyle and Dave versus the machine my name is kyle i'm just i'm exhausted now I lo- i'm
1: exhausted from the violence no more violence let's just not let's watch a movie without any
0: violence in it
2: and i'm the machine
0: this is a podcast where a sentient machine is forcing each season to watch a movie from a specific year let's try that again kyle <clears throat> This is a podcast where a sentient machine is forcing us each season to watch movies from a specific year in order to prevent it from starting the apocalypse. That year just so happens to be the year 2018. The machine still threatens our lives if we don't review the films it asks us to, although we do tend to talk about the ideas of the movie rather than the movie itself. And today we're going to be watching the film Deadpool 2. Shit. Actually, that may have been me. Oh, you're living the dreams, DP. Yeah. Devil may care attitude.
1: (laughs) Strong, guys.
0: Beautiful girlfriend. Sorry I'm late. I was rounding up all the gluten in the world and launching into space where it can't not hurt us ever again. Kiss
1: me like you miss me, Red. Red
0: you know the thing about it is dave i know everyone says this but i don't know if, why it's this movie in particular that uh i really feel the like black hole of covid because it's like it feels so much longer than five years ago oh. <laughs> this movie came out for some reason yeah i was yeah. i was like yeah i did pull two that was that 2013 or something like that no <laughs> really it was only five years ago oh In superhero years, five Mm -hmm. years is a long time.
1: I mean, how many superhero movies have we been
0: subjected to? Twenty plus films of superheroes since just in the Marvel universe. Never mind the Snyder cuts Mm -hmm. and like the off-brand stuff. Big thank you to our patrons over on Patreon. Their contributions, of course, help us continue this show since Machine doesn't you know help us pay for these movies. Plus each month we do a bonus episode over there. We're gonna be talking about Q this week or this month, the letter Q. Which stands for Quetzalcoatl. Hopefully, what that movie's about.
1: Oh, hopefully not this week, because I can't. No, can't no, watch any more won't movies. Be this week.
0: Man. Won't be this week. <laughs> now, before we get to talking about this week's film, of course, people love our conversations about superheroes. They're like, oh my gosh, the two most smartest. More men.
1: insight, so deep.
0: Their insight, their depth of knowledge about the. I mean, these guys really get it. Comic book genre. Uh, the, the, but they also come for our deep and rich fiction that we provide here each and every week. I, I uh, kind of floated this idea last week, Dave. I am now for sure mm-hmm. that we are in a different multiverse. We are not True. in the right place. We came back right. to the wrong, wrong right, multiverse stage. Right. We're in universe. To. For instance, do you know that the, I can just like literally turn to my left here and there's automatically a camera crew to capture my reactions oh, to wow. weird things that happen in my life? I, I did see a letterbox. You just watched Truman Show.
1: So, uh, yes. I also, watched the,
0: I also watched Deadpool this weekend. I can cut to the camera and, and be I'm like, can you believe this?
1: I, I mean, I've mentioned this before, but kids these days do speak to themselves like they're being recorded for YouTube. That's a fairly common
0: thing, the thing now. I know, my my yeah. nephew does that all the time.
1: Yeah. Uh, yes, in fact, I've got two cameras sitting uh, on this multifunction printer, and I can't tell if they're running or not.
0: Can, can I ask you this question? For your multifunctional printer, how many functions does it have?
1: Uh, two. Oh. Yeah, it scans I and prints. I guess it prints. is multi.
0: <laughs> Follow-up question, do both yeah. of them actually work?
1: Ah, Yes. And you know, it's interesting. It's probably because I never use them. <laughs> so that when I have to print something, I'll mm. spend about an hour cleaning the print head. I put that in air quotes, yep. cleaning sure. the print yep. head. But eventually the lines do start appearing and then I'll get about a day's worth of color printing out of it oh. until, I mean, who prints yep. on wood anymore, right? Archaic. I clear
0: those print heads again.
2: For me, cleaning the print heads is getting to second base.
0: Deadpool. Character of Deadpool. What's your history with the uh, character of
1: Deadpool? You know, it's interesting. Like I know of Deadpool. I never read the comics. That was after my generation gave up on comic hood. Well, so, I mean, I think he was I around
0: le- during your generation, but sure. yeah,
1: nineties. I thought it was Debuted more 2000- in nineteen
0: ninety one.
1: Really? Yeah. Never came across in any of the major series, though.
0: Yeah, we'll get into that about his his gestation.
1: And then I think once the internet came out uh, for public use, sort of his comedy, you know, kind of starts entering the zeitgeist. So you know of him and how he's a meta superhero. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, uh, Wolverine came out and that was a joke. Wolverine Origins. I was going to say Wolverine
0: Origins. Sorry. Potentially one of the worst films I have ever seen in my uh, entire life. I don't know. We've watched a lot worse films, you know, uh, just in our I podcast. Know I don't know about that. You know, I it's think amazing. that is an awful, awful movie that I paid money to go and see, <laughs> I should point you, out.
1: You know how, you know, Ryan Reynolds has star powers. He survived that and Green Lantern. <laughs> he still, still made a superhero fan- franchise. It's incredible.
0: It is crazy to think that people like, oh gosh, what's his name? The guy who starred in John Carter, Taylor, Taylor uh, Kitsch. I do you know who that is. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying. Like, he suffers like this <laughs> huge, huge failure yep. of a big tent pole, and he's like, You never heard of him again. <laughs> and Ryan Reynolds is like, yeah, I was that guy on Two Guys, a Girl, in a Pizza Place. <laughs> then I got cast as a Green Lantern. <laughs> then I got cast in this other huge superhero film that also bombed, and I still have a career. A like, it's one. wild He's like to one of me. the
1: richest Canadians. Yeah. Like, it's pretty. It's something, I mean, it's, he's charming. He's more charming than, uh, what's his name? John Carter? Taylor so, Kitsch. Yeah. Right. But, uh, yeah, so that's me and Deadpool. And the first movie I really... Really loved. My quick anecdote though, I saw that in the theater and when I was leaving, a dad- Sorry, which, which movie? Uh, the first Deadpool. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. A dad was leaving with me with two sons who are probably eight years old. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. just, I was like, wow, that blew my mind at the time because I think that's, like Emerson must have been one. Uh, what, what's the first one? 2013? Uh, no, it came
0: out in t- 2016.
1: 16. So like, uh, you know, Emerson's uh, two two- Yeah, two. And I'm walking out and like one of them could have been in diapers. And I'm just thinking like it's like 11 p.m. or 12 p.m. or something a.m. And uh, I just watched a grotesque, hilarious adult comedy with a lot of inappropriate things. And this guy took his kids. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, that is definitely on the uh, the father because it is very much marketed like this is not for kids. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's not a mistake that you necessarily Scarring. walk into. Like I've, I've seen both Deadpool movies in theaters. I guess I don't quite remember the first one as vividly, but the second one for sure, it was, there was teenagers for sure in that audience, but I, there was no kids. But when I go to see a Marvel film, you can definitely feel that there's a little kids oh, in the yeah, audience. Yeah. So.
1: Which would have been fine up to the movie we're going to watch this year because things get... A little grotesque. Actually, Civil War, it doesn't matter. It, they're not really kids' movies anymore, pal. They really are not. <sighs> yeah,
0: I know, I know. I mean, but, yes. I don't want to get into that. I just don't want to tweens, get
1: into it. Tweens, sure. Tweens, no problem. But
0: uh, Yeah, small kids, there's scary stuff that happens in the Marvel films yeah. now that I probably not feel comfortable taking like an eight-year-old to yeah. go and see, for sure.
2: You're both weenies. Some of
0: you, I knew of Deadpool way before I really ever... <laughs> Engage with him while well, he did debut in 1991. I would say that his massive popularity really took off in the mid 2000s because of social media. Number one, because then people could start posting their like hilarious things of the people dressed up as Deadpool going to comic cons and like being oh, put, and funny, in quotes, right?
1: Right, poking and doing, people in the face, poking people,
0: like yeah. do, you know, doing all that kind of stuff. And I was like, Who's this character? Like, I just I hadn't really engaged with him all that much. Find out, yeah, he's the character who breaks the fourth wall and comments on the stuff that's going on, et cetera, et cetera. And then, do you recall at all how the first film came about? Like, why it was eventually greenlit?
1: The only uh, little thing is that Ryan Reynolds made it happen. But aside from that, I don't know much about the technical details. So,
0: for those who don't know, Deadpool is 100% canonically in the comic books he is from canada number one uh he's also pansexual which is actually a big part of his character in the comic books which doesn't really come up in the movies all that much uh and the other thing is that when he was created we'll get into the creators when we talk about the backstory he bore more than a striking resemblance to a dc character called deathstroke so (laughs) deadpool's name is called wade wilson deathstroke's name is Slade Wilson. Awesome. <laughs> so, like, they're not really hiding the fact that they basically <laughs> just copied the design, changed the colors, and then made him break the fourth wall. Like, that's basically all that is going on. Oh,
1: like, the Deathstroke is also a mouthy asshole in the. I don't know much about his Is he just an so. assassin? I think he's just an assassin. Wait, is that not who Idris Elba is in Suicide Squad?
0: Yes. Maybe he is? I can't remember. Shit, maybe. I don't, I don't know. know much about DC. I'm not as strong with my DC mm, knowledge as I, I am know. with my with my Marvel stuff. But uh, anyways, I'm just saying it was basically copied from DC as far as like the design goes was part of the X-Men kind of like extended thing for many, many years or uh, from the very beginning. Ryan Reynolds loves this character. uh, Lobbies himself to basically be part of Wolverine Origins. I don't remember if he like Basically work for nothing or not, but whatever. He basically to do it. forces the producer, like, I need to be in this role, thinking it's like, I'm going to be able to show off my mouthiness, like, my attributes. And then, famously, what do they do w- <laughs> with, so with is Deadpool? Mouth shut. Is they yeah. sew his mouth shut. And he isn't actually the Deadpool we know, even from the comic books. This is also back in the time where you could do that. You would just use the name and just change everything about them.
1: It's odd that that didn't work. Yeah, really?
0: Pretty... Yeah. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> odd. Anyways, <laughs> then Ryan Reynolds goes on this campaign. Is like, I want to make a Deadpool movie. A good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he I don't know how, how he got like finagled his way to even get the rights to do it. Regardless, he, he does. But the biggest thing is that Fox kept kind of being like, I don't know, maybe maybe we should do this. We have our strong X-Men franchise. Do we want to dilute it with this thing? And then Ryan Reynolds with a few other people do a test shoot, like a test. and be like, this is what it's going to look like. This is what I'm going to sound like. This is the movie we're pitching. I think there's there's a market here. And Fox is like, pass. We don't want to do this. And then somehow mysteriously that footage showed up online. Who can say, Dave, how that footage showed up online?
1: (laughs) It's not like Ryan Reynolds is a master of online marketing as evidenced by his 1 billion followers on YouTube.
0: And yeah. this is a gin business that he has, and all this other gin, stuff that he does. Mobile, and, uh, mobile telephone. stuff, and owns a Wrexham's soccer great. team now. Yeah,
1: I'm enjoying that.
0: I got promoted. Spoil mm-hmm. alert for season two. Anyways, I mean, he's all but come out and blatantly said he did it, but he has not actually <laughs> said oh, that he I did sued. it. But yeah, people freak out because like this looks awesome. This looks amazing. We want this movie. This is correct, right? So DC or DC uh, Fox. Fox, who owns the rights to any of the x-men stuff at this point says fine okay you've convinced us there's there's probably some market here we're going to give you 58 million dollars to go off and make this movie paltry. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. was very very small even in 2016 dollars for a superhero film they basically gave them methane and they were like you know what fine we'll do it we'll do it hence the great inside jokes about their budget that first movie would go into gross globally seven hundred and eighty two million dollars <laughs> It's a good movie that's yeah a good movie. and so that they're basically like i guess i guess maybe there is a market for this <laughs> for this movie <laughs> but it ain't no venom it's, it's no venom it does not uh, beat to venom at sick. the box office uh anyway so that's the history of that movie and then of course they're going to make this this sequel but really the movies were the most knowledge i have mm. of the character yeah and I remember liking the first one, although I could not tell you right now what even happens in the first one. I did not rewatch it this week. So The
1: origin story of uh, Monica Backroom. I don't know how to pronounce her name. From Firefly. And that weird dude, the bad guy from If Beale, could sp- if Beale Street Could Talk, the ugly cop.
0: Oh, he's, he Ajax. he's, okay, he's the bad yeah, yeah. guy. So remind me from the first one, what, <laughs> what, what happens? happens? He gets cancer.
1: Uh, so he's the assassin with a heart of gold, and he's in. You know, we find out that the Deadpool is actually this assassin's uh, bar run by the mm. now disgraced TJ Miller, Miller, Monica, or whatever her name is. They're doing lots of pegging. <laughs> yes. Uh, they're about to get married and then he discovers he's going to, uh, yeah, he's, he discovers he's going to have the cancer and then he tries to fight through it. But then a uh, creepy guy from galaxy quest appears and tells him there's a uh, Tony Shaloub? Uh, uh, no, one of the aliens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, uh, suggests that there's this clinic with an experimental thing and they can use his specific set of skills. Tanky must've been out by then. So that might've been a, anyways, uh so, against his better judgment, he goes and he gets mutated, but he has to be tortured to be mutated. So, he's tortured. And and they intersperse this with, you know, present past. So, during the story, he's murdering a bunch of guys and making butt and mm-hmm. sex jokes. Yeah, it goes on this vendetta, but accidentally can't kill the guy who's been him. That guy finds out that he's got a fiancé, kidnaps mm-hmm. the fiancé, and now Deadpool has to enlist Colossus and the Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Right to go and
0: bust some shit up. Can I just say, I do you agree with him that that's a terrible name for a superhero? It's hilarious.
1: Guy. I know.
0: <laughs> that that must be a real character though? It eh? is a real character from yeah. the comic books. Yeah,
1: I do like the like the actress that portrays. It's fun. Just one hundred percent emo. It's fun. It it was great because I think it's the first time we get like a full on tongue in cheek R rated kind of thing where the guy's just look at you i like, think
0: you do need it i think i mean as jokey as some of the marvel films can even be it is nice to be like let's just be have fun in this genre yeah. right we're gonna throw away the pretense and
1: acknowledge how stupid everything is you right. know even when he does something superheroic, he's like look this is it's not real like it's so stupid but I did mm-hmm. it anyways, because it's funny, you know, and you're like, all right. Doesn't make agree. it
0: probably better if you have seen a bunch of the movies, because there is jokes specifically about certain certain uh,
1: films. The yeah, he makes the first one. Now, the second one is actually way more. The one we watch for this week is way more inside Marvel jokes. The first one's a little bit less so.
0: Yeah. And this also falls like when it is released, it falls into a very weird time with rights and stuff like that. Just as an aside, please, please don't ask me why I know this information, but I have to tell you. Did you know the first Deadpool movie, you could actually graph a spike in popularity of people searching for the term pegging and also the making of more porn that features pegging? Oh. Straight from the Deadpool movie. So culturally culturally relevant? Culturally irrelevant, you might say. That movie.
1: (laughs) He had fun. That was when Ryan Reynolds still looked fresh and enjoying Mm -hmm. himself. If you watch uh. The Wrexham documentary, there are a couple moments. I know it's mid-COVID, but he looks broken, man. Like he's stretched pretty thin. He's doing so many things. Too much, he looks yeah, tired.
0: I, yeah, he looks tired. I could see that. I mean, I know this is not a popular opinion to say. I still like Ryan Reynolds. I know that for his shtick is like growing thin on most people and, and people are reacting that way. I don't know. It still it still works for me that kind of like assholey but knowingly assholey Smarmy, persona yeah. that he has, yeah. which he does do in every movie. I wish that some of his non-smarmy roles were ever popular because I actually do think he's pretty decent he's in a movie a called actor. The Voices mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. another movie called Buried, which he's yeah. just it's just him buried in a coffin for the entire movie. Phone, yeah. But nobody watched those two films, so like
1: <laughs> dramatic. He's yeah. a good actor, uh, even in this film. And the previous one, you can see that because he can emote when he's not Mm -hmm. being a sarcastic asshole and he has to have a tender moment. He's quite good at it, but he embraces it. And uh, who can blame him? He makes a lot of money doing it, Mm -hmm. Um, especially through COVID. I watched all his YouTube, you know, shit they did with Hugh Jackman. And um, so he's funny. He's self-aware. But yeah, I'm getting worn thin because like you, I want him to just make a draw. He needs to Adam Sandler it for a little while. Yeah. You know, just make something gritty, and then come back and be an asshole again. So. Actually, that's—I
0: mean—it doesn't have to be exactly the Adam Sandler route, but like, I do find like what was it? whatever that basketball movie that Adam Sandler hustle. was in last year, yeah, which was good, Hustle, yeah, right, yeah. yeah, I liked it. We just watched it too. It makes me an anxious wreck, but he was great in Uncut Gems. But yeah. I'm just saying, like, if uh, Brian Reynolds teamed up with like the Safdie brothers or whatever, an interesting indie filmmaker, I think he could create something actually, yeah, fairly he interesting could pull it off for sure. Yeah. Right, so that's our opinion on him. The other thing I will say is that he was the person who got Rick Moranis to come out of uh, retirement. Really? to do. It was a commercial, I should point out, but still, uh, interesting that, that, uh, that story so he sad. was the guy yeah. who got him to come back. Yeah, yeah,
1: I mean, he's got an Order of Canada. I mean, what, what more can you ask for?
0: I mean, what, how what is many that other even people are there?
1: Is it a medal or...? I don't even remember. Yeah, you can What's actually open
0: every city. You can go to any city and open. <laughs> give you the master key <laughs> for everything. <laughs> and unlimited Tim Hortons, which is maybe a curse uh, or a reward. I wouldn't be surprised if that's true.
1: I mean, if you were a Tim Hortons franchise or franchisee mm-hmm. and Ryan Reynolds walked into your little shop, uh, yeah, do what you want. We'll clean up after. It's fine. <laughs>
0: yeah. I will say, just as a point of order, I'm not like the biggest fan of any of the drinks at Tim Hortons, but I would eat a dozen of their apple fritters. (laughs) They're like crack to me. I love them so much.
1: Yeah. I heard that I have to stop shit talking their coffee because after McDonald's went in cafe, apparently they started sourcing like edible like drinkable coffee beans. Oh, is that true? I don't know. Mm. I refuse. Every time I've had a Tim Hortons coffee, I get acid reflux. It's too hot and Mm. so acidic. But I've heard someone tell me that I need to check myself before I rickety wreck myself. All
0: right. Well, that's time to go for a break (laughs) because I need to take a walk after that comment. Um, All right. We'll we'll take a break here very quickly. And then when we come back, we're going to be talking about Deadpool 2. So I'm reading this book about capitalism, right? (laughs) Oh, yeah okay
1: and uh as no, wait, wait, usual- that's
0: the that's the opposite of socialism how's yeah, that working um, again
1: and so this one's called the one we've been talking a little bit about choke point capitalism so the, I, i'm only bringing this up because of the music industry so i'm learning about how these big corporations steal the rights and the mm-hmm. artists make nothing etc but how spotify is doing that now with podcasts and the reason why they're buying up this podcast property Is that you have to install Spotify in order to listen to any podcast. And they're actually close to succeeding, which is why, Kyle, I thought this would be a good segue for people to just give us the money directly.
0: Yeah. You don't need to give it to big Spotify.
1: Joe Rogan? I mean, he's an anti-vaxxer.
0: Give it to us. We're (laughs) vaccinated. Um, Yeah, you can give it to us directly. I mean, wow, that was... I'll talk about (laughs) phrasing. Um, You can reach (laughs) out to us directly. Kyle and Dave VS The Machine at gmail.com. You can reach out and say, like, hey... I have a podcast or, hey, I have an, a musical album or, mm-hmm. a pi- or a painting that I have done. And I, I don't want to sell my soul to these record labels, mm. right? I'm going to give the want... money directly to you to talk to your audience about it. Um, or, I mean, there is the Patreon as well. So you can always search us up on Patreon and give directly over there. Help us Patreon fight Patreon only power. takes 5%. So... As
1: far as we know,
0: anyway. Yeah, <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> All right, Dave, we are back here. We've just watched Deadpool 2. So let's come up with a scenario. Let's say that we've taken this very long drive out to Vancouver and we see, wait a second, is that Xavier School for Wayward Mutants
1: over there? If anywhere.
0: It's probably shot in BC. It is. That's why I yeah. brought it up. It, that that is where the mansion is located. Is is that BC? Looks like it. And so we pull off the beaten trail, mm-hmm. and the groundskeeper, mm-hmm. an old haggard man of ancient years, <laughs> named Willie, named Willie, waddles over to us, and he's like, "Get off my property!" But he also has <laughs> a copy of Deadpool Two on DVD, and he wants to know what's this movie about. He's very off his rocker. I should point yeah. out.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I would, so we want to try a synopsis that doesn't refer to the first film. How about uh, well, whatever? Do people do people still say wisecracking? Wisecracking? <laughs> yeah, sure. <A> wisecracking. <laughs> no nonsense superhero. A wisecracking meta immortal superhero joins forces with a soldier from the future mm-hmm. to stop the crimes of the future. Yeah. Oh, Dave Cronenberg.
0: But uh, but not
1: the making of the film, more just the death of Cable's
0: family. I was going to say, I don't think anything that happens in the first act of a movie is technically a spoiler, in my opinion, but mm-hmm. uh, his wife is shot and killed. So he's very desperate. Oh, right. That's right. This movie. Yeah.
1: He loses, oh, Marina Baccarin, Marina, Marina Baccar- mm-hmm. Baccar- You know, I was thinking about, I guess we'll talk about this, but it only struck me on this like third rewatch that all of her lines... Are the same from the opening scene.
0: I mean, I feel the worst for her because once again, this is like a recurring problem a in Hollywood actress, anyways. Yeah. She's an amazing actress. I've seen her in other stuff. Yeah. Primarily, yes, from Firefly. Yeah, she's great in that. Uh, she's great in that. She has range and everything. And here she's relegated to five minutes of screen time. Yeah. A sexy like lady, six lines. Yeah, I wish there was like a little bit more for her to do.
1: I remember... The first time I watched it, I was quite shocked. Yeah, because I'm totally in love with her. But I thought like, you know, it was nice when she can't, comes back in the other world. Yeah. So I thought, like, that's oh, at least good- she's still in it and she's got this dramatic presence. But in this rewatch, I realized it's just repurposing the lines because it's in his memory. It's like mm-hmm. his hallucination of speaking to his dead wife. Do you think she was able
0: to do that all in one day? Do you think she was just like there <laughs> for
1: a day? I think so. Yeah. I think so. It might be CGI at this point, it could have been yeah. AI.
2: No, I would know AI if I saw it. That was all woman.
1: What were your thoughts on Deadpool 2? Uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it, I it was, I think as Kyle knows I'm going through a lot right now, I'm watching way too many like for real movies so I think the first 10 minutes I was getting a little annoyed at how sef- self-referential and, and sort of like smug. It is, and Mm -hmm. because I had just watched Deadpool 1, you know, all of the title cards and the Bond theme and all, I was like, ugh, it's like kind of played out. I didn't have to wait five years for it, so it didn't feel exciting to get back into the language. But, you know, the jokes are hilarious. I really like Josh Brolin in this. And um, as a old school X-Men nerd, like all the jokes, uh, some like- just a reference to Patrick Stewart and Cerebral. I love mm-hmm. how they actually got the actors from First Class in that little room that in they that quickly room, shut because yeah, they don't have the budget. And all that stuff is fun. So I had fun watching it. I don't think it's as well struck or well executed as the first one. I think they put so much energy into a time traveling, which is always a problem, like from a plot perspective, and b like it spends so much energy trying to make fun of itself while being its own thing that it gets a little. Uh, sticky.
0: You know what the so. weird thing about this is? Retroactively, it's gonna fit in really well because this is pre-Marvel getting into like the whole multiverse angle mm-hmm. of everything. So now that Fox is now owned by Disney, the next Deadpool movie will be able to absolutely play within like the Marvel sandbox. All of the things he changes in this movie, it's like yeah, there's just it's another multiverse in this in this reality. Oh, right? in the uh, after credits, you mean? Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like weirdly. I kind of had a problem with it, I'll be honest with you. The first time I watched him, I'm like, oh, how does that work? Like, he's changing a lot of stuff here, and how does that impact reality? And now it can be kind of hand-waved away. I'd be like, it's just another universe. And so he has his wife back, and the other stuff happened, but splintering in time. doesn't have to go back to where,
1: yeah, where we watched it, yeah. I think, like, following along as a spectator, once Cable makes his sacrifice for them to relive that scene, Mm -hmm. that's when my time critical of time travel movie brain kicked in and i was like i don't know like it just feels too cute
0: you know? i've pitched too this before cute. but you i would love to know what your response is to this japanese movie called beyond the infinite two minutes which is basically a groundhog day situation except it happens every two minutes wow <laughs> it's exhausting it sounds exhausting but i kind of love the movie anyways yeah that's yeah. a that's a side point i like this movie but i am so like medium <laughs> on this movie it's like I'm, it's completely fine it's serviceable i would never be like upset let's say if someone was watching this or want to do a watch along mm-hmm. um but i'm not enthusiastic I, I would never like necessarily choose this to be the movie i go back to i should check out the first deadpool movie and see if i, I have stronger feelings really well. On Letterboxd, I gave the first movie a four stars when I went and saw it, but I've only seen it once, so I don't know. I originally gave it five. I lowered it Mm -hmm. this time just because,
1: you know, so much has happened in the world. Like, it it does show a little bit in the scenes, but it's quite enjoyable. It's still- So there's a good stuff, time. but I
0: think you're right. It's that um I think in a sequel situation, I think there's so much stuff you can forgive when it's like the first entry of it. Because it's like, well, it's an origin story. We have to set up the world. It's kind of cool and fun now that he's breaking the fourth wall and making jokes. In a sequel, I do kind of want more than just the same thing. And I know some people just want the same thing over and over again. But for me, I think that there is opportunity here to be like go even further and go even more. And maybe some producers or corporate overlords won't let them like go really, really far into like criticizing like how these movies are made and the crews and all and all this other stuff that I think you could get into. The super genre is so well trodden at this time that I do find like most of the jokes in this are just they stay stay at the surface level instead of like yes. digging a little bit deeper yeah. and exploring that. Like, honestly, I would even say, like, not that we were, like, huge fans of it either, but Incredibles 2, I think, does more to, like, criticize superheroes than what this mm. movie ultimately does. Yeah, um, this one's this is funnier, for sure. This,
1: yeah. This movie more criticized the movie industry than comic books you know and i think the more you were describing that the more i realized i think what made me tepid on this is it is actually the same jokes he makes fun of x-men yeah. he makes fun of movie production he makes fun of funny endings and how how weird all the super bad guys are
0: my, my favorite joke is him calling cable thanos i think yeah. that's the like the funny joke right and he punched <laughs> in the face in addition to that i might be able to forgive it a little bit in that realm because again if the jokes are funny the jokes are funny I think ultimately where this movie loses me the most is in the action sequences. Because if you're going to go bigger and harder, then I want to see a payoff for that effort. And uh, do you know about the tragedy that happened during the filming of this movie? No. Okay, I'll bring that up in, in a moment. But the director, though, of this movie is different than the first one. They get a new director who is coming off of John Wick. Oh. So if you are coming off of John Wick... I have a certain level of expectation mm-hmm. of what these action sequences should be like. So I think very clear in the first John Wick movie, it's these two people. So let me just get it. So it's David Leach or Lech. I actually don't know. And this guy named Chad Stelheski. Chad Stelheski stays on and directs the next three John Wick movies. Yeah. Uh, and David goes off and does his, his own so thing. Clearly I think he does David Lech was not the creative brains behind John Wick. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's like, obviously, <laughs> when you look at the rest of the John Wick movies, you're like, what is happening? This is amazing. <laughs> That is the guy who, like, conceived of and, like, really thought about how to film action sequences. And I feel that that's what it's missing. Like, it's hard not to just do that comparison. Like, that would be cool, Deadpool, but with Mm. really great action sequences. It just looks like digital noise. And for a five-year-old movie, boy, does this look like a video game graphics in some cases
1: yeah i think i was willing to accept that just because of the nature of what deadpool is in his reality sure. like nothing is supposed to make sense but i agree with you i mean as gruesome as is, i think i think it's the other reason why well the uh first five minutes ten minutes kind of put me off when he's murdering all those gangsters it it definitely looks the cheapest of the rest of the film Sure, you know like body parts and blood it looked really cartoonish I get the, it they tighten up by the end um mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I would say that the 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 fight at the end is is pretty good. Yeah, but, yeah.
1: but uh, it takes a while. And just quick note: uh, I love Domino in this. I love the character. Mm, I love their the choreography. I, I love that actress. And on the uh, flip
0: side of that, this is—I know it's just a me thing. It is just a me thing. I really hate Juggernaut, <laughs> and so I always hate when he shows up. <laughs> I was Nothing to do with the actor. I'm just saying. I just don't like the character. <laughs> There's
1: an actor in it. It wasn't Vinnie Jones. So no, it was not. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I I always remember Juggernaut being this like really cool bad guy. And then when I was watching this, I remembered he's Professor Xavier's brother or cousin or something. And then I realized I don't remember anything about the Juggernaut. Why is he so strong? What is his superpower? I don't remember anything other than he's
0: large and he wears- Just big. He's a big helmet. Purple helmet. Brass. He juggernauts into things. Yeah.
1: But people were super hyped about it because probably Vinnie Jones didn't do a great job in The Last Stand, (laughs) is that?
0: I don't yeah yes he's in the third one yeah
1: Woof, last stand for say. vinnie Woof. jones
0: as one might say <laughs>
1: actually it was one of those last moves
0: and i guess finally the it's not that it's not worth doing a storyline that features like Yeah, let's go and save this kid and let's not have him turn to violence Mm. to solve his Mm. problems. But I don't know. I kept finding this like having their cake cake and eating it too situation where it's like, yes, that's a noble goal while also showing like really gruesome (laughs) violence. Yeah. Where it's like, well, we can't let this kid fall into this thing, but it's perfectly okay for me.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting thing. I think they try to frame it as it's okay to be violent if you're doing the right thing. Right. And that's a very superhero problematic uh, issue. The fears this guy is going to start the mutant apocalypse, you know, because he's lighting fires with his hands, which is not the most powerful supervillain, you know, no. in that
0: ecosystem. There's literally an X Files episode that is basically the same thing. <laughs> and so it's always like, maybe X Files is better. <laughs> it's like, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. I will say, all-timer, though, I will tell you my favorite scene, which is them jumping out of the plane. Amazing. And the whole sequence of, like, X-Factor. It's like, yeah, cool, we're getting X-Factor together. There's these cool people. X-Force, X-Force, yeah. X-for- sorry, 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 yeah, they're getting X-Force. Yeah. They're getting, like, these really high-profile actors. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm down for this. What's the guy's name? He was in Mortal Kombat as well. Yeah, um, I don't
1: remember his name,
0: but he's the alien. He good-looking guy yeah. it's like yeah i'm down for this and then they and they have um <laughs> terry cruz yeah terry cruz and uh these big names hey, like yeah. oh yeah and then they all just <laughs> systematically get wiped out brad pitt shows up for like a half second there's his little camera. i love the
1: foreshadowing too it's Just like it's it, so they're good. just talking about high winds for like five mm-hmm. minutes leading into that paragliding <laughs> i
0: have to tell you when I saw this in theaters, I don't know why I didn't pick up on it. but I'm like, why are they talking about high winds so much? <laughs> Who wrote this? I was like getting annoyed. I'm like, yeah, okay, high winds, whatever. And then it's like, oh, this is the payoff. This is the payoff right here. Oh man, that. And then of course they have a uh, uh, what's his name, Rob uh, Delhan. You know, uh, oh, oh, the, he's
1: a com- he's a comedian. The headshot's hilarious. It's like, yeah. uh, am I getting
0: just <laughs> oh no anyways the whole that whole sequence i'm like yes this is what the whole movie i wished was basically this
1: i mean you could argue that that was the intent but that was certainly the Mm -hmm. best part uh, from an action perspective
0: james gunn basically steals that entire right. plot line Suicide in Suicide Squad. Squad.
1: that's right and he does it just as well because it's just fun mm-hmm. to watch people randomly die for no good reason you know
0: <laughs> so there's gonna be like bigger name actors or at least like b plus level actors where it's like okay yeah they're probably gonna be in the, the entire movie like nope they're gonna be wiped out <laughs> i guess
1: i guess you know what makes it okay is that they're super powered i mean nobody wants to watch that it's like a you know when you watch a band of brothers or uh saving private ryan and they get onto the beachhead nobody's laughing I and mean, it's awful and tragic mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you had uh yeah the mortal kombat guy what's his he's not star Wars sure. but
0: uh no it's star something st- yeah I, this is why i can't remember all the names <laughs> but then you have like, I'm just uh, better than
1: everything you like wow, the, uh, that's amazing
0: pennywise guy <laughs>
1: oh yeah, yeah. guard uh scars yeah whatever
0: ba- not bob ba- bill scars that's bill scars
1: what's the and then an invisible guy i mean yeah it's just like yeah, Super which Star is Star.
0: which is that's the brad pitt character is the invisible guy oh, so man.
1: well they had that it's a great bit where they're just like is he even here and then you're thinking it's a fake superhero and then there's he's wearing the, the
0: parachute in the plane the vanisher yeah
1: <laughs> uh, it's good Good stuff. Good stuff. Is Suicide Squad too close to this film?
0: No, it's like, well, I, I, I should look up when it was supposed to be released, because it did not get released until last year or the year before. Yeah, 2020. Is so, it during COVID? Suicide Squad? It was, uh, it was coming out of COVID oh, that that Suicide okay, Squad okay. gets released. But I th- actually, I think it was last year. I think it was last year.
1: Huh. Yeah, I mean, that opening sequence is a direct rip of this uh, sequence here. It's good. Uh do you think when he basic instincts it, did they mm-hmm. actually originally CGI a baby's penis in there? Because, uh, <laughs> like, the way they're really pushing that joke, I just kept thinking, like, I think they blocked it out because it would have got an X rating or something. But it looked like they might have
0: actually animated it. I didn't see that written up that way, but it would not surprise <laughs> me. There is a couple things they had to cut out. Yeah. I don't know. I I like. would argue... So, the Simpsons movie has Bart show his penis for, like, whatever it is, five seconds or something like that. And I remember hearing an interview where it's like, they could only show it for literally five seconds. Oh, they maxed it out. <laughs> that up. was the time that they were given. Well, there's that rule, as long as it's flaccid, you can still yeah, show it. Yeah, I mean, it. of course, that's, right. that's what it would be. But, I mean, like... I wonder if the argument here is like, well, it's not animation, even though it technically and it's a baby would be and we're yeah. sexualizing a baby and you know, the jokes are pretty funny.
2: It sounds like you guys really want to see a baby penis.
0: Those baby legs are very off putting though.
1: So. <laughs> it's funny. But again, same gag as the first one with the baby hand. It's just mm-hmm. uh you know, kind of baked a little bit more. It's the same kind of jokes. So a little stale. Still funny, though. Mm. I mean, I had a couple of good LOLs watching on my couch.
0: Are we meant to believe, though, that Deadpool is basically immortal?
1: I've always wondered about immortality. Like, you know, when he grows back limbs, that's one thing in the mutant world. I mean, Wolverine technically can do that. But when he blew himself up on the the gasoline Mm. kegs, I just kept thinking, like, where did the rest come out of his head? You know, and how long it does it to take have. to regenerate? Because when he gets ripped in half by a juggernaut, they have a little Star Wars call out where she's carrying him like C-3PO and mm-hmm. the legs are like folded up over his head. I'm like, why salvage the legs if they're just going to grow out of your body? It's, right, like, there's a right. scene, is it in this one or the last one? Colossus has to do the same thing. It's the first one. I think he's like broken into pieces and Colossus brings the whole torso back. So It's very inconsistent, but- a, Yeah, I think the comic books are like that. I've
0: never read them. Don't know. I'm just I'm just curious because if there is a theme to this, if if we can say that there's a theme, that loss of grief. I'm like, I don't want to sit in my grief anymore. (laughs) Like I want to end it myself. Is much more tragic. It was like you can't even. Yeah. Take that solution. Like you, you have to sit in this and and live with the fact that the person that means the most to you has been taken away from you, sort of thing. In a weird way, like I, I don't needed this to be like a tearjerker, but I wish it kind of sat in that for just a yeah. little bit longer. It was there. Than it does. Yeah, it's It's there. It's definitely there.
1: It's actually the only thing that keeps you in it from a narrative perspective. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's literally a Fast and Furious movie, right? It's sure. Just a bunch of immortal guys in
0: cars blowing shit up. Why is Ryan Reynolds not in the Fast and Furious movies? It just wants too much money.
1: I I think I saw a picture that Vin Diesel is going to AI
0: Paul Walker into the last one. I mean, that's the that's the rumor. I I will believe it when I see it. Let's put it that way. <laughs> no,
1: you won't, because when you see it, there's no way we'll believe it. It's. <laughs>
0: well, I mean, there's that. I'm just saying, like, unless things have a very, very much changed. I remember them being adamant that that was never going to happen, yeah. but who knows? Things yeah. can change, and money makes people do weird things.
1: Yeah, like make two
0: sequels to Venom. Two sequels <laughs> to Venom. Hey, when your movies make $800 million, yeah, you're going to make another one. Well,
1: as I'm learning, I'm, I don't really want to go down this rabbit hole, but as I've been suggesting the last three years, the idea of a budget is completely fake and now it's loaded on the corporate end where, you know, it's not actually about labor or like talent. No. It's no, about the, these the, collective the, deals with these associations. As I said, and like, and
0: the, the, the budgets are always made up. Let's bring up this movie again, but it's only because I listened to a podcast on it and it was the only reason I watched the movie in the first place. But yesterday, <laughs> the movie yesterday, <laughs> there was a lawsuit that happened through that movie. I don't know if you knew about this, where, oh, what was it, the actor? Anyways, an actor sued them. We're owed a percentage of the revenue, because weirdly, that movie actually kind of made money. It made like $140 million worldwide, which was like way over what they thought it was going to do. And so they were owed a percentage of the net. Or whatever Uh, it is for the box office oh yeah and the whoever did it i I think it was universal but don't quote me on that was like well actually this movie didn't make money uh and in court what happened is like uh no you're lying because what you did you both made the movie and released the movie or your own distributor and you paid yourself 45 million dollars to release this movie we call bullshit you have to pay the money to these people So that's what, that's what happened.
1: I was wondering too, the music industry did that in the time of CDs by pretending they only printed, let's say a hundred million copies when they were actually selling 500 million, pretending that they had broken the discs. (sighs) Kyle, fuck. I have to stop reading books, man.
0: It's freaking weird. People out. are so greedy sometimes. I was like, what is wrong? <laughs> so,
1: I, was, I kept asking Helen, like, why is Ed Sheeran fucking getting sued every day? And she's like, well, everybody is. And then I read about blurred lines. You know, that was the controversial one. Yeah, line. yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. know why they got sued? They didn't use the music, the words, or Marvin Gaye's voice. The lawsuit was that it was the Marvin Gaye sound, Kyle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is why. Lost. like It's fucking crazy, man. And that's why I set a precedent that if you sound like an Elvis song, the Elvis state can sue you. Right. Or not their state, but the record company.
0: uh, There's a more recent lawsuit that Ed Sheeran won, which most musicians have been applauding. It's like, yes. Finally. Yeah. If you get into the minutiae of being like, well, you played these three notes in succession and I own the copyright on that, it's like you have just broken music because. You can't make music. (laughs) It's uh. like, if we really want to get into it, it's like that song. Yeah, it goes back hundreds, if not thousands of years. I can show you every example of those three notes showing up in succession.
1: I I used to be so upset that hip hop died for this reason, thinking that, you know, it's all rock and roll bands and jazz people. it It wasn't the artists, it was corporations that owned the master tracks. Yeah, this is why. I, I never knew why Prince changed his name, but this is why he changed his name, yeah. because of the Masters.
0: It's why Taylor Swift re-recorded yeah. all of her music so she could get the Masters Well, you back. know what's
1: interesting about her, because I you know, I don't really like her music, but when she signed on, apparently... I
0: love, I love Taylor Swift because I don't want to get piled on by people on the internet. I
1: don't. She's like the Taylor best. Uh, <laughs> but you know why she might be the best? Apparently, I just read in this book, too. When she signed her new agreement, she put a demand, because she's so popular that other artists in the label have to get paid a better wage <laughs> on mm-hmm. royalties.
0: I will say this, that's she crazy. Did the same thing. She did the same thing for Apple music. Yeah. That's when, amazing. When it first came out, she's like, I'm not going to be on this service unless you pay everybody else.
1: Yeah. So I'll her that The same you're credit. giving me. I don't, you know, I don't vibe her music, but she seems like she's got her heart in the All right bad place. Bad
0: blood God. with uh, Taylor Swift over here, <laughs> oh, Dave, God. is what I'm hearing.
1: Emerson loves it. That used to be one of uh, his big dance, dance hall tracks. <laughs>
0: When he was two. All right, let's do some backstory here then. So this movie comes out on May 18th of 2018. It's currently rated 3.5 on Letterboxd, has a 7.6 on IMDb, a 66 on Metacritic, and on Rotten Tomatoes, from 422 critics, it has an 84%. And from 25,000 plus users, it has an 85%. So pretty close. Mm-hmm. It's not unlike, the like 50% swing from Venom last week.
1: Unlike Venom.
0: It is available on DVD and Blu-ray. You can rent it on both YouTube and iTunes, and you can stream it on Disney Plus. So its budget is not the paltry 58 million that the first one got. It was bumped up to a cool 110. 10 million dollars more than Venom.
1: How is it did it look double the budget than the first one? I didn't even notice the difference
0: fascinating yeah. it's box office though what it would make is 785 million dollars it made so less th- than venom it made less than venom so it was the ninth <laughs> highest grossing film of the year but Fuck. like venom was number oh, seven it is
1: an r-rated film okay yeah
0: yeah so yeah you have to take that into consideration Pretty but amazing. really the consideration is it was given 50 million dollars more and only made three million dollars more at the box mm-hmm. office
1: but mm-hmm. COVID, covet too. No, not COVID. Still in eighteen. I was gonna say, what are you talking about? Sorry. So yeah, it just didn't do that well. It did very well. R rated.
0: I mean, it did amazing for an R rated film. It did amazing for an R rated film. I should take a look at it. It has to be in like the top five grossing R rated films. I'm gonna guess of all time. Of all time, actually. Still sidebar here. We'll put the whole music on. It's like dun 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 dun. Google it. We
1: should come up with a little dun, Google it.
0: Look at that. I almost got it dead on. Here's the top 10. Grossing. R-rated films of all time. Number 10 is Fifty Shades of Grey. Disgusting. Number 9 Those are the Venom... That's the
1: same audience
0: as the Venom people. Well, also there is The Hangover, part two. Number nine. Okay. Number eight, Logan. Oh, nice. Number seven, Passion of the Christ. Mm, mm. Um, Number six is a movie from... The Philippines? I don't know. Tang Ren Jitan on three from right. 2021. I don't know what that is. Me neither. Number five is It. Oh. The first It movie.
1: Like the original one or from the. 2017.
0: Remake? Uh, the from remake. 2017. Okay. Yeah. And so then number four is The Matrix Reloaded. And That's then awesome. we have Deadpool at number three, Deadpool two at number two, and then Joker at number one. Oh, wow. It was the number one R rated grossing movie for is a while
1: adjusted for inflation to I'm assuming
0: no it's not this is just pure number
1: so uh, another useless useless list
2: <laughs> 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 no value <laughs> uh, whatever m- money. whatever all right all right I'm glad the two of you excel at wasting everybody's time
0: now plot description is foul-mouthed mutant mercenary Wade Wilson a.k.a. Deadpool, assembles a team of fellow mutant rogues to protect a young boy with supernatural abilities from the brutal time-traveling cyborg Cable. Mm. All the alliteration in that one.
1: Well, you forgot to ask about Cable, but Cable's a big deal.
0: That was Rob oh, Lightfield, cable right? Cable was like a huge deal because yeah. he, he showed up in the animated X-Men well, he, TV show. Yeah, the X-Force and he was yeah big That's in the comics. The field. I'm pretty also, sure. Also, like, thought he looked cool. I thought he was like the yeah. coolest looking.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he was a badass. But that was yeah. They, they were already mucking about with time timelines mm-hmm. and multiverse at that point.
0: I wonder if it was written into uh, Josh Brolin's contract. It's like yeah, I'm not going to do any makeup. Yeah. So because <laughs> like when you when they say like when they say cyborg like he has like an electronic eye yeah. and, like half his face is gone in the comics like now,
1: he looked great but- in this and he was he was jacked. He's jacked. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I look great. It's time to play everyone's
0: favorite game. Guess. Guess. That. Tag. 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 This is the time of the show where I get to don a handsome blazer, pick up a long microphone that Bob Barker used to use, and play the game that everyone's playing at home, Dave. I don't know if you know this, This is a huge home game. Oh, yeah. It's been exploding around the world. It's trending on Twitter. Where you have to guess, what is the tagline to this movie? You know, when you go to the movie theater and you see that row of posters, there is that little line that's written on many of them. Maybe not in 2018, but on many posters, (laughs) there's a line that's written that's like, oh my god, I have to see this movie. I wasn't going to
1: until I read this line.
0: I know. Yes. I'm not going to see it. I know that, for instance, for you, Dave, you are going to be, you're frothing, you're frothing at the mouth for Fast 10 that comes out this week.
1: Oh, really? That movie Mm -hmm. is actually being released?
0: (laughs) Of course it is. I thought it was going to be be
1: like in two years. I didn't realize. No. I mean, 9 just came out like last year.
0: Two years. Yeah.
1: yeah. It was not good.
0: For some reason, I really liked that movie, but I think it's because it the first movie I got to see back in theaters after not being in theaters for like two years. So, they
1: drove a car to space, Kyle. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. At this point, they're just laughing Who at me. Who
0: cares? You. Just laughing yeah, at yeah. me. Yeah. And that's what I like about it. It's just like it's gone completely bonkers town. Yeah. And uh, John Cena was good. So, one of these <sighs> is the actual tagline. Uh huh. Weirdly enough, though, you couldn't see him in that entire movie. <laughs> a wrestling joke Just sitting okay so you can- <laughs> <laughs> <You're> waving <laughs> his hand one of these is the real tagline two of these i completely made up so is the tagline to deadpool 2 this one goes hard is it prepare for the second coming or is it you're gonna blow your load Ooh, it's one or three i'm gonna go with one uh this one goes hard yeah. incorrect mm. It's actually number two. Oh, really? Prepare for the second coming. Wow. That's what this movie's Damn, uh, tagline totally is. totally wrong. I thought that was a little two on the nose. two <laughs> on the nose, maybe. A little two <laughs> on the nose. I think they should use, you're going to see baby dick. <laughs> you will ejaculate. <laughs> All right. This stars Ryan Reynolds as Wade Wilson slash Deadpool. Josh Brolin as Cable. Justin Dennison as Fire Fist. Zazie Beetz as Domino. And Moreno Baccarin as Vanessa.
1: I didn't uh, shout out our New Zealander.
0: I was going to say, I, I know him from Hunt for the Wilder yeah, People. It's yeah. the only other movie I think I've seen him in.
1: He's in, is it Christmas Chronicles 2? He's the bad elf.
0: But I've not seen those.
1: They're they're fine. You need a kid, otherwise, you know. But uh, well, you I went to go Goldie see Haan. Venom
0: in the theater, so. I did not. Right. That is a bold face lie. Venom I two. did not see. No, I did not see Venom 2 in the theaters either. Those are both at-home watches. I did see Deadpool 2 at the theater, mm. though don't see that. Yeah. All right. Let's keep going. Cinematography is by Jonathan Sella. His top four are this movie, talking about Fast and Furious, Hobbs and Shaw mm. from 2019, Bullet Train from 2022, Radio, and by the way, John Wick from 2014. Oh. The original one. What did you think of Bullet Train? That it was too long and like We talked about this. I didn't and, I wasn't a huge fan. Yeah. I think it's the same director as this. I
1: don't know.
0: Maybe. Feels like i could double yeah, check that. I think Bullet Train was directed by Deadpool 2 like director. That. Loved all the actors. There's a couple of sequences I thought were really inventive. Yeah. But overall by the end of it, I was like, Can we do I just want to
1: so let's long. speed this up? <laughs> yeah. It's kinda like this movie.
0: Honestly, I think, yeah, a Deadpool movie hour 45 at most yeah. like that is like your your optimal time yeah. you should have everything wrapped up if you're gonna take
1: the piss just get in get out <laughs> sneak out the it's, back door. It, honestly it's
0: what uh like 90s comedies figured that formula out it's like we do this in 90 minutes or like less 80 to 90 minutes yeah. and then we're out we cannot overstay You'll that long time frame audience. yeah uh, this is written by Rhett Reese Paul Wernick and Ryan Reynolds based on the characters created by Rob Liefeld and Fabian Nicky oh gosh, Nicieza. Directed by David Leach. Or Leach. I actually don't know how to say his name.
1: Rob Lifel has one of the best Wolverine constructions because he had such exaggerated characters and uh, yeah. Wolverine his kind of uh, cool.
0: His quote was No matter what comic book he was assigned to do, he always tied in Wolverine yeah, somehow. Wolverine. <laughs> he was like, Yeah, we should probably bring Wolverine to talk to put into the storyline. He also did the
1: yeah. He had a particular style for sure. That's what made Cable so cool when he built X Force. Mm-hmm. They all look cool. Okay, I'm sorry.
0: I mean, the mid '80s to like mid '90s run of X Men is pretty unparalleled uh, in my opinion. That so John
1: Byrne and I can't remember X Men. I just think
0: that that's also when um, Storm looked the coolest. So. Which one?
1: No, John Burns storms the perm white with the round.
0: Cape. Yeah, I like the white hair. Oh, so not Some really people like the Mohawk, Mohawk storm, no, which I also That's like, Lee, but right? I like the long flowing white oh, hair. Okay,
1: okay. So maybe you're thinking of that. oh, and that other guy, Ramita.
0: So we talked about the first Deadpool movie that does, of course, incredibly well. So this sequel is ordered. Uh, we were talking last week about how Sony had all these plans about, like, the Spider-Man universe outside of the MCU, uh, which was, of course, dominating popular culture and still does to a certain extent. A similar thing was happening, though, with Fox, with the X-Men, because that was their property. Uh, that and was the studio form. that Marvel sold at uh, the X-Men rights to. Uh-huh. And they were trying to make as many films that intersected with each other that were part of their, like, main X-Men run of films. So, enter Deadpool, who could be this R-rated film, marketed to adults, and not have to necessarily worry about continuity. Uh, The first film was such a surprise hit for Fox that now they doubled the budget and really promoted this film to be, like, this alternative to the more family-friendly stuff that Disney was marketing. As another little side I'll just bring out, at the time, this was a big conversation piece online, about how people were excited that Fox was willing to test out and do different things because it was logan there was the first deadpool where yes marvel was becoming kind of like more safe it was owned by disney there's certain things that you knew were never going to happen inside of those films and so nope, Fox picking. is like the first one to really test the waters of like well let's like start pushing this out into different types of stories that we can tell there's a lot of disappointment when disney bought fox mm. <laughs> <'Cause they laughs> thought that that gonna stuff was going to go away flat. completely right which may or may not be happening. So uh, anyway, the sequel had to go into production fairly quickly after the first film's success, because this comes out like just two years after the first film, or just over two years. So that's a really quick turnaround time for these types of movies to come out within two years. Cable was gonna be the main villain from basically the get-go. Cable was actually considered to be in the first movie uh, and was also being considered to be the main villain in X-Men Days of Future Past. Both ultimately said, no, we're gonna go into this different direction, but they really wanted to use this character because they knew of how popular he was. First film is directed by this guy named Tim Miller, who'd been integral in the creative process of the first film. And he says, we need to get Kyle Chandler to be Cable. He was a big, do you remember Wolf of Wall Street?
1: I remember watching it, but I'm
0: not going to remember. Well, he's the cop in Wolf of Wall Street. He's also the coach in Friday Night Lights. Oh, and in Game Night, he is the brother to uh, Jason Bateman. (laughs) I'll give you like three movies, Dave. I don't know how much more you need.
1: No, because he's clearly not a lead actor in any of this. Now you're asking me to remember
0: visually. Do you remember the 90s TV show Early Edition? No. What's this guy's (laughs) name? Kyle Chandler. He's a great actor. I think he's actually really phenomenal. Probably would have done a pretty decent job as Cable as well. Oh, this guy.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But regardless, Tim Miller like goes all in. He's like, no, it's Chandler or bust. And Ryan Mills was like, um, no.
1: I can't see him as... as I can't. Cable's pretty grizzly. And this guy's more like... I don't know if this guy could pull it off.
0: Okay, keep going. Keep I think going. he could be grizzly. I think he could be grizzly. Can, can he? Hey, I'm saying Josh Brolin was the better choice. Yes. I'm just saying Kyle Chandler could have done it all if right, they had right, asked him to right. i will say as a quick aside though the other person who lobbied to become cable is our good friend who we've mentioned like the last three weeks somehow is mr Dolph lundgren uh he very heavily pitched himself uh going as far as to going onto social media and like showing artwork mm. that he had commissioned of him in the cable yeah, yeah. like i want to be this man pull off the look it's just not a
1: good mm-hmm. enough factor. no offense Dolph. come on Full offense.
0: We're all in on Dolph. Ultimately, Tim Miller leaves the project Uh, because Ryan Reynolds had so much creative control now. I will say both of them were very gracious to each other. It wasn't like they went to the press and started hating on each other. But essentially, Miller was finding it hard to work because he wanted to do something very stylized. He wanted to do something like really bold. And Reynolds was like, I just care about the raunchy comedy. I just want to make this a raunchy comedy. That was kind of the impasse that they found themselves in. So they get this guy, Kevin Leach, who had started his career as a stunt double for Brad Pitt, then eventually co-directed, along with Chad Stahelski, the first John Wick movie. Okay. So producers were eager to work with him. The script was the hardest thing to nail down. The two writers that aren't Ryan Reynolds wrote one script. The studio didn't like it, so they rewrote it. The studio still didn't like it. Ryan Reynolds then collaborated with them, and they kind of just banged something out in a month, which... (laughs) everyone was happy with, I guess, apparently.
1: No, well, if you want raunchy jokes, he got them.
0: Yeah. Yep. Basically, through all the changes, there were certain characters that were focused on more introduced, making his relationship being like the centerpiece and having Cable be the villain. And then that would, that's, that's it. Now, even through the production, there was the proposed sale of 20th Century Fox to Disney. So like, mm. while this is going through production and being made, that's kind of ha- hovering over it. Disney officially buys this six months after it's released because it's in early 2019 okay. but that sale goes through they were actually going to make a bunch of jokes about being sold to disney in this film which ultimately all got cut out because <laughs> producers thought no case the sale doesn't go through i don't want to like they didn't want to make this be something that super dated it too Pangees,
1: much. wimps that cowards
0: quick, that quick sight gag with the X-Men being in the room that Deadpool looks over at quickly, or actually doesn't look no, over, that's that what the joke there, is, yeah. that was done mainly only because Dark Phoenix was being filmed in Montreal at the exact same time. So, Oh,
1: those, the second generation X-Men was being produced at this time? Yeah. I didn't know that. So I didn't know they were yeah, that yeah, recent. The first
0: classic came out like a year or two before the first Deadpool. Um, oh, I thought
1: they were older than that. But you know, Ger- Jennifer Lawrence is in it, so of course they're not.
0: Yeah, so they, they basically I forget who the director is of Dark Phoenix, which is a bad movie anyways, but he films that short sequence, like whatever that is, like 3 seconds at most, sends it over to this production so they can green screen it in. Like that's basically how that is made. Wait,
1: Quicksilver was in the third one? I thought he died in the second one. But he's sitting on the couch. I, no. I never
0: watched the third one. I never watched the third one.
1: So, unless that's the one with Oscar Isaac as Apocalypse. Yes. So I have watched I've seen it. that one.
0: Mm. Okay. Two big controversies okay. during this film. Okay. Actually, during the night right after. Big controversy that happens during the making of this film was that there was a very tragic death of a stunt performer. So her name, Joy S.J. Harris, lost control of this motorcycle and crashes into a building and she's killed. They had just joined the film like a week before they were to do this stunt. There was a much more veteran stunt performer that they could have had and brought on and who was available. But the producers wanted to choose this inexperienced person because her skin color matched Zazie Beats more. What this comes down to is that most stunt performers and they their not, I don't know if it's their union, but their organization, like, really heavily criticized how the production handled this. Yes, there was like a rehearsal earlier in the day, but like there was not proper time to figure this out. They had expanded it to like 15 hour days instead of the normal 12 hour days. So people were tired. They didn't give them active safety precautions. They forced this person to kind of get into this role when they hadn't done it before. And then she ends up passing away. She The film is dedicated to her at the very end. Still, something that did not need to happen while filming this movie. <laughs> The next controversy was the sexual misconduct allegations made against T.J. Miller that happened, like, Mm. basically right after this film wraps. Because I think part of the idea was that he was going to go on, like, promotional, like, he was going to be on the poster. Like, he does have a fairly big role in this movie.
1: it has got a smart move. There
0: was discussion of going back to do reshoots and just replacing him completely throughout the movie. Yeah,
1: Tig Nagara's problem.
0: (laughs) Ultimately, they thought um, it would be too costly to do that. Two things about that. One... There is a literally people at studios now who will run "quote unquote" their cost benefit analysis because mm. it's happened two or three times now where that has happened yeah. where they completely just reshot around it.
1: The, the, the there's excellent.
0: Kevin Spacey, and they replace him with Christopher Plummer. Uh, uh, there's Tignataro who replaced whoever that was in um, Snyder movie, and there's someone else. Most of the time they won't because it's like it's listen, hard. this movie is expected to make this much money. It's Which probably going to cost it. this much to do right. reshoots. It doesn't matter. This doesn't matter. But my other side point is like, I think he probably was supposed to be with even more than he is because it really feels like they cut around mm,
1: like they pulled pieces out of like some pieces of out shot of footage. Yeah,
0: maybe that's what it feels like to me. Yeah. Much like Venom, though, talking about reshoots, much like Venom, after some initial screenings, a bunch of reshoots were done as late as March and April of 2018. Wow. Apparently there was an after credits sequence where Deadpool kills baby Hitler. Oh, that's good. (laughs) Which made many audience members squeamish. So they took that out and replaced it with him killing Ronald Reynolds so that he doesn't star in Green Lantern. That was the joke that they replaced it with.
1: That was fine, I I guess. I don't know. You can kill Hitler. It's fine.
0: The worst part was that (laughs) they were going to show baby Hitler's dick. So it's released, gets a bunch of money. Then because Fox is having issues with Alita Battle Angel, Mm -hmm. they delayed that movie by like a year. And instead they announced we're actually gonna release this new Deadpool movie, another Deadpool movie this December. And everyone's like, what do you mean? Like Deadpool just came out here in May? You there's a third Deadpool movie coming out in December? What are you talking about? So what it turned out to be was a PG-13 cut interspersed with Deadpool reading Adult Fred Savage, a bedtime story, as a parody of the Princess Bride. A real it's thing. called Once Upon a Deadpool. It is considered a separate film, but it, it really is, it's just the PG-13 cut of the movie Deadpool 2.
1: Amazing. I had never heard of that before.
0: Made them a bunch more money, though. No, people so. actually watched it. Oh, yeah. People went to theaters and watched it. Well, he, that father could bring all four of his children. No, because no, I mean, he had two. He they were just too young. <laughs> no, that guy would have thought that was boring. It's boring. <laughs> if we don't see someone vivisected in front of us, <laughs> we ain't coming. What's the point? That's entertainment.
2: This podcast certainly isn't.
0: Um, okay, anything else we want to say about uh, Deadpool 2?
2: I don't know. Uh...
0: Here's a, very quickly things that I liked about the movie. I like that they give a dig at one of the DC movies where he's like, hey, my mother's name is Martha too, which is great. I like that they play Dolly Parton. Mm. I like the allusions to Yentl.
1: I was, yeah, was going to ask you uh, I, the the bit about calling out, co- speaking of copyright infringement, <laughs> uh, sure. Frozen. But, uh, you know, as a musical theater nerd, did you, were you okay? With the singing, did it upset you in any way? No, the singing
0: was great. Um, and they also reference Annie in this movie, too. Yeah. For somebody who's like, Annie, never heard of it. Your timing has cultural relevance. Still makes me so angry. <laughs> <laughs> it's referenced in Deadpool 2, Dave. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Annie is referenced in Deadpool 2. I must have missed it. The other... This is, again, I'm, I should have been born in, like, the 1930s. The, when he goes and visits the blind lady... Mm. She's listening to a Jack Benny program uh,
1: radio comedy show. Yeah, and you no- uh, and you noticed that.
0: I noticed it only because it is one of the most famous bits of all time. But you have to know Jack Benny for it to make to understand why it's funny. This has nothing to do with the movie. It's literally just playing on the background. And I know, and I know for sure it has to be that someone put it in there on purpose, just to tickle themselves oh, yeah. of why they picked this this thing. Um, Although he says the punchline. Deadpool actually says the punchline as he walks into the room. The whole thing, if you don't know who Jack Benny is, all you need to know, classically, the biggest character trait he had is he's cheap. He doesn't like spending money. And so there's this famous bit on his radio show where a couple of muggers come up to him and they say, your money or your life, right? So give us your money or we're going to kill you. And there's a long pause and they say again, your money or or your life and he says like i'm thinking about it right because you know he's such a cheap person the laugh break on that still holds the record for the longest sustained laugh break <laughs> in like american comedy like no sitcom no stand-up comedian has ever gotten a laugh break that went for that length of time anyways that's what's playing in the background i really <sighs> think it's funny that they included that just as like an offhand mm-hmm. uh remark so
1: ryan reynolds is likely a nerd like you is what you're
0: saying. I'm guessing that it has to be that he must be a Jack Benny fan somehow. Yeah. As like, we have to put this in here. The Jack Benny fans are going to go nuts uh, over it.
1: <laughs> I'm thinking of you, Kyle Marshall. This one's for you.
0: Do you think they're intentionally using the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack? Uh,
1: what? Because they, they only was... use
0: one song that's similar. But it's like, you know, I, don't I, know. I think.
1: I mean, it, isn't it more at this point that you know all comic book movies are now, if not self-referential, at least. Set in a specific visual language, audio, auditory language. I mean, the mm-hmm. use of these. Uh, now I'm learning heavily copyrighted pop songs is fascinating because these big corporations are now sleeping with each other, right? Like, Fox sure. is not an indie film company; they're pro- they're tied to one of these huge, you know, music libraries that's owned by their best buddy living in the next estate. Estate. So,
0: well, in some cases, the like for Sony, for instance, Sony Music Group—they're going to use Sony Music in a Sony movie. Like, it, keep going, it goes all over the place. Yeah, how much control um, do you I get? I guess like that you're just learning about this now.
1: No, like, <laughs> you know, it's like uh, I, was, I was in this little uh, pod that I'm learning and I brought up that when I was growing up, I had this conspiracy theory that Toronto picked up homeless people and drove them to Hamilton because we didn't actually grow up with people on sewer grates. But you saw mm. that as part of the Hamilton diaspora, let's call it. And then one of the members said his aunt grew up in Hamilton. That was absolutely true. They had vans drive up uh, to encampments and offer them for a hundred, It will give you a hundred bucks, but you got to move and we'll set you up somewhere in the next town. And they literally drove them out so that Toronto would look clean. And so like, hmm. I was, I was like, I knew that this is a fact, but I don't know it because I never saw a van drive up to a homeless person. So in the same way, I know that movie studios and, you know, uh, music industry and podcast all of it's corrupt inherently. And I do know the implied mechanisms, but reading specific examples, like this police brutality thing, I'm watching this documentary. I know yeah. police are gross. I know they execute people, but I'm watching it, you know, in front of me, and I'm seeing it as a fact. It's still quite harrowing. And I'm like, I can't sure, get it out of yeah, my yeah. mind because uh, life sucks. And, uh, you know, that's just the way things go.
0: Life sucks and then you die. <laughs> um it's a vince mcmahon quote everyone uh uh yeah no things are yeah. bad but i will say this <laughs> to wrap this up because that went into a very dark place my one last negative thing i'll say about this movie that i like is, is fine they do a joke of like well that's lazy writing mm. like they call out the fact More that they once, do a- i think yeah, yeah yeah i know so this is my thing i will allow your movie to do that once and be like ha oh, okay great When you do it two or three times, like, okay, now you are just using lazy writing (laughs) inside of your story. I
1: mean, learning from you about how short of a production period, considering most superhero movies, even with just CGI, are going to need two years on its own just to make it look Mm -hmm. glossy. Maybe that's them taking a piss at the movie studio, you know, and just be like, look, you put us in this corner, we can't finish this movie, so... Here's our next Deuce machine. I want them to name names. Let them start <laughs> talking MacGuffin. about executives. We call them MacGuffins. The, anyways, we're just going to yeah. put this in here because we need to finish this film. We're
2: done here.
0: Okay, well, the machine, I said we do have to wrap things up. So let's get into Critics' Choice. This is the part of the show where we discover what critics thought at the time that this film was released. So I'm going to uh, read out Valerie Ann Liston from Autostraddle, who wrote, I enjoyed Deadpool 2 for its humor, for its action sequences, for its relentless breaking of the fourth wall and forgiveness for real, undeniable, queer ladies. I actually think, I'm glad that I put this one in here, because this was something I was going to bring up. I, I do want to call this out. This is actually a good positive, where it's like, undeniable, there's two lesbians inside of this film, and they don't hide it in any type of way, which is always my biggest beef with, like, Disney and Marvel and Pixar and all this stuff. It's like, ooh, it's our first really like, gay character who's in the background, who doesn't get any lines, and is cut out when it goes to China. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So... Well, it's because it's R-rated, uh, Kyle. We don't
1: need to I ruin know. the children.
0: <laughs> well, I, I mean, <laughs> except for those two that the guy brought. I mean, they're really like, lesbians? This is a thing, Dad?
1: I think it made me gay.
0: You fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, I will give it a slight <laughs> bit of credit. I mean, it's the lowest bar, <laughs> yeah. but I will give it credit right. for, for that. Okay.
1: Yeah, you picked out a hater, Robert Daniels from 812 Film Reviews. You know when you first see a meme that's fresh, still funny? Now think about when you see that same meme after four months worth of riffing. That's Deadpool 2.
0: There you go. All right. Dave, does this hold up and is it still culturally relevant?
1: Uh, it's the, you know, what? It's, it's interesting. It's a tough one for this. I think that it holds up in an
0: entertainment value. But I don't think it's that culturally relevant because no. it's a remake of the first one. I'm gonna say, like again, I haven't seen the first one. My guess is probably the first one is maybe more I think so. culturally relevant yeah. than the second one. I
1: like. could, does, it doesn't really do anything new with the concept of a you know in-your-face R-rated comedy superhero movie. It's just much like this. Actually, this hater Robert Daniels. It's like they made something really funny, and they just increased the intensity yeah. of the jokes, but they didn't change this the is- nature of them. Right, so.
0: I, I I am interested to see what the third one is it, that comes out next year. Yeah. There was this thinking after the whole deal went through that Deadpool was like never going to happen ever again right. once uh, Disney owned them. That doesn't seem to be the case. It well, seems like a uh, billion Bob, dollars. I, so. True enough. I, I think that's probably part of the reason. Yeah. Bob Iger seems to be willing to like push into R-rated material. Like he doesn't wow. mind if it's, it's going it. to be underneath like the Disney banner. Let's put it that way. No, it'll
1: be an FX film or something. But
0: yes. Yeah. It'll, well, for them, it'll probably be like Touchstone or something like that. Searchlight, like,
1: maybe. I don't remember which. Yeah, I don't know what monikers they use anymore. But
0: uh, So yeah, you will not see like the Disney opening look no, <laughs> at no. the beginning of, of Deadpool no. for sure. But
1: Well, I mean, they were hoping that he would actually just appear in the mcu but yes i i do feel like marvel wants to meet somewhere in the middle like a hard pg-13 but uh, they're getting a flack because their attempts to do that have been poorly written like if they had added, you know done yeah. the films that they had done but with good right no offense to the writers individually i don't know what pressures they're under but with some fully baked ideas the content and the direction is quite dark it's outside the realm of pg-13 i think
0: my day was ruined when i found out that most hollywood actors if you have seen a full frontal scene with them um Upended. those are appliances yeah. those aren't even their real penises so i
1: mean you're pretty confident on what that's going to look like on camera because yeah. whatever your ego tells you in a mirror uh it's going to look different on on the, on the film
0: stock <laughs> If you if you want to see my penis, I will be linking my OnlyFans (laughs) for people to enjoy. Can you just imagine? You'd be like, "What lens do you have on? What it it can't be that wide. Like that's a very wide angle (laughs) lens. That's right. We have have a thirty-five millimeter (laughs) lens. Sorry, you
1: need to zoom in. I need you to zoom right in. Yeah."
0: Okay, we do need to rate this film, but before we do, that's what Dave and I thought. What do you think? You can send any feedback to Kyle and Dave vs. The Machine at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter or Instagram with the handle KDVSTM. If you want to see the entire list of films we've watched and the ratings we've given, you can go to our letterboxed page. That's letterboxed.com slash KDVSTM. And if you want to support us monetarily so that we can continue doing this podcast and not usher in the next apocalypse, you can go to our Patreon page. There is a link in the show notes of this episode. You can support for as low as a dollar per month. Something that you can do for absolutely free is to leave a rating and review on whatever app you use for podcasts. So let's get to the rating of this movie. Dave, out of five, what are you going to give Deadpool 2? I'm i a little
1: stuck. I, I was going to give it a three and a half, and I'm debating whether I lower it by 0.5, but I did actually, like, I had fun with it. I'm going to go with 3.5. I had I had fun wow. with it. So like like you said, wow. if someone wanted to watch it again... I would actually gladly do so,
0: in spite of all its faults.
2: Didn't know Dave would be a Ryan Reynolds apologist.
0: I just want to point out, because I know exactly what's about to happen here. Uh-huh. People are going to get so mad at us. But uh, I'm going to do the three. I'm just going to point that out. I'm putting it a little lower than you. I'm right in the middle. Like I said, I gave the first Deadpool a four. I thought this was a, kind of a big step down, uh, cause it's kind of rehashing the stuff. But still generally enjoyable. So that's going to average to 3.25. We'll be lowering that down to a three. But the movie this ties with, Dave. So is this better or worse than Cold War? What's Cold War again? The black and white film? That's right. Ah, oh, shit. From, uh, it's Poland so
1: hard, right? They're fundamentally two
0: very different, different films. Do you think Deadpool 2 excels better at what it's trying to do than Cold War? No.
1: I mean, Cold War, I mean, it's such a beautiful film. We just didn't like how the story is structured if I remember correctly mm-hmm. Fuck, that's a weird one eh or as we say in Calgary that's a weird one hey
0: I don't know Kyle, I'm gonna ask you to take the lead on this I am I think cold wars is- well this is why I'm gonna say people can get mad at us because ultimately yeah even though I gave a larger rating to Cold War I gave it the three point five and you gave it the three yeah. that's why it's the same rating yeah. I actually do think Deadpool do accomplish it accomplishes what it sets out to do better yeah. than what the movie Cold War sets up to At least in our now, reading, if we're talking about like yeah. cinematography and performances, oh, yeah, yeah. yes, yeah, it's a Cold War all the way. Yeah. But if we're just looking at that regard,
1: I just uh, that's a you know that's where I'm stuck. So I I think that's fair. I mean, again, I would definitely put on Deadpool two before I put on Cold War, and I just I I remember the film feeling like a miss just because of the way the story kind of is pieced mm-hmm. together. It's not even like the story is fascinating; it could make a great novel, but uh, yeah. the film felt weird to me maybe so we're not European
0: so, well that means it is going to enter our list at the new number nine position right above Cold War right below Black Klansman that's where Deadpool 2 is going to go onto our list but we should find out behind, what we're watching next week so <laughs> well, we're going to watch more movies Dave don't worry maybe next week's movie will go above it so let's find out what we're watching I'm
1: excited it's going to be a good one for sure I mean we're it's, due uh, we're due a banger or do a banger. We're gonna we're we're not to, it can't be We're not
0: gonna go by ourselves, Dave. We're <laughs> gonna go as a duo to watch solo. That's what we're gonna watch oh, next week. Man. Solo a Star Wars story.
1: It was never gonna be good, but when Donald Clover signed on, you just had this hope that maybe right, maybe
0: Well, we will talk about it. Do you know about the making of that movie no. at all? No, I don't okay.
1: know anything about
0: it. I wanna see what the original film was supposed to be mm-hmm. rather than the movie that actually eventually got released in the oh, theaters. Interesting. Okay. Because the directors were fired partway through. Classic. So we'll talk, we'll talk about that next week. The first two um,
1: episodes of the new season of Star Wars Visions, actually pretty good.
0: I've heard Andor is great. I don't know. I haven't... Uh, Andor is
1: excellent. Yes.
0: People keep telling me it is the best thing since Empire.
1: Since sliced bread. I mean, it's hard because it's a miniseries. So it's much uh, yeah. wider in breadth and quite takes a long time to develop. The payoff's mm. excellent. And uh, fuck, I can't forget... What's the main guy's name? Andy Serkis. Diego. Diego... Oh, Diego Luna. Luna. Oh, he's fantastic in it. Um, Andy Serkis is great in it too. It's funny that you went Golem and I went Diego Luna. Nice. Well played.
0: Well, you said the guy. I'm like, oh, <laughs> probably talking about Andy Serkis. He's the guy.
1: Uh, no, it's good. It's good. I liked it better than Mandalorian and certainly better than any of the films that have come out.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll talk about it. You can save all your opinions about Star Wars for next week. Dave, um, what are you going to say to your camera next?
1: Oh, man. Do you remember when we were on YouTube? <laughs>
2: I'm glad the two of you excel at wasting everybody's time.